Well, good afternoon, church family. Uh, here we find ourselves on the very last Wednesday of 2020. It is December the 30th, uh, and we are glad to be able to dig deeper into the Word of God today and to finish out this year, uh, one that has many things that uh, have caused uh, anxiety and questions to uh, fill our minds, uh, and it is time for us to put some truth uh, in our minds and to remind us, uh, as we took a look two weeks ago, uh, at God's word is always sweet to my taste as we finish out part two of Psalm 119, 97 through 104, uh, the section entitled Mem in your Bibles. And so let's go ahead and open up our time in a word of prayer. Gracious Father, we do thank you for uh, this Wednesday, uh, December the 30th. Uh, we thank you for uh, this last year of 2020. Uh, even though there were things as we look back over it uh, that have been difficult, Lord, one thing that we know uh, that has helped us gain perspective and have uh, the ability to look beyond the circumstances of 2020 is the fact that you do not change, uh, that you are immutable, and that we can look to you for strength and for guidance uh, each and every day. And as we finish out this year, Lord, I pray that we would do so in a way that glorifies you. And we ask for your blessing upon our time this, more, this afternoon and, and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's go ahead and reread our passage once again uh, to give us context as uh, it's been uh, a week in between. And so let's begin by reading verse 97 once again. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged, for I keep your precepts. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Well, I've paired these uh, last four verses into two pairs uh, as we take a look at verses 101 and 102 here to begin our time in the Word together today. He says, I hold back my feet from every evil way. What a profound statement. I hold back my feet from every way. See, the psalmist understands that evil leads you in the wrong direction. He understands that evil does not lead you to the Word of God. He understands that evil does not glorify God. And what the psalmist recognizes in all of these areas I just mentioned is the fact that the enemy uh, does not want him to glorify God. He does not want him to hold his feet back from every evil way. He does not want him to keep the word of God. Instead, he wants him to, to give in to those things which are evil. But see, the psalmist is recognizing his enemy. He's identified it, and now he is guarding himself from going in that direction. He set into play the things that he needs in order to make sure that he does not do something that would dishonor the God whom he loves, the God whose word he loves as well. In, as we look back at verse 97 of our section here our last time. So what does the word of God have to say in relation to holding back our feet 
or uh, in relation to evil ways? Well, I think about 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 18 through 20, where it, it tells us to flee from sexual immorality because every other sin a person commits outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you have been bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. So right here we have an example of what the psalmist speaks of here in Psalm 119, verse 101. He says, I hold back my feet from every evil way. So how does he hold his feet back? By not going in that direction. Instead, he is fleeing in the opposite direction. He's fleeing from, in this case, uh, we can say in in 1 Corinthians 6, uh, sexual immorality as something we know is evil, something that God commands us to not indulge in because we're not our own. We've been bought with a price, so we should glorify God in our body. It reminds me of the uh, account in Genesis chapter 39 uh, uh, in the life of Joseph and the actions that uh, he took and the precautions he took as Potiphar's wife pursued him. Listen to verses 6 and following. It says, Now Joseph was uh, was handsome in form and appearance. And after a time, his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Behold, because of me, my master has no concern about anything in the house, and he has put everything that he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except yourself, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So we stop there for just a moment. We see the, the stage being set. We see that There's a possibility if Joseph does not act in a way that honors God, that leads him towards the word of God, that would would cause him to step back from this situation, that he could step into evil at this point. Uh, But let's continue reading. In verse 10, it says, And as she spoke to Joseph day after day, he would not listen to her, to lie beside her or to be with her. But one day when she... Uh, When he went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was there, she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. So here we have the example of Joseph literally stepping out, fleeing from the presence of Potiphar's wife uh, because she was so persistent. Uh, But uh, Joseph's resolve was, was not uh, you know, shaken. He continued to refuse. He continued to not to listen to her. And when she got to the point where she grabbed hold of his garment, he fled, leaving his garment in her hand. I like what Spurgeon said. He says, there is no treasuring up the holy word unless you, there is a casting out of all unholiness. If we keep the good word, we must let go the evil. And see, as believers in Jesus Christ, we need to make sure that we are holding our feet back from every evil way. And the way we do this is is given to us in Romans chapter 13, verse 14, where it says, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Or to remember what it says in Proverbs 18.10, where it says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. 
The righteous man runs into it and is safe. See, we need to be just like the psalmist. We need to hold our back, our feet from every evil way so that we may gain the beauty uh, of what the Word of God has for us. Uh, And put on the Lord Jesus Christ, making no provision for anything that is sinful. And you'll notice in verse uh, 102, he says, I did do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me. And I want to focus on that phrase, you have taught me for just a moment. See, the source of absolute truth is also the one who imparts the truth. So the author of the Word of God, who is God himself, because he, as we looked last time, is the one who breathes out uh, his Word, his Scriptures, his truth, which is the truth, that he safeguards the very integrity of his Word because he is the one who teaches. And the psalmist says, you have taught me. So as we, we take time to open up the Word of God, as we take time to read it, to meditate upon it, to, to gain and, uh, and foster an environment for us to, to begin to love the Word of God, we're going to find that God is going to impart His truth as we take and commit the time and endeavor to study His Word and not t- to turn aside from His Word. In John chapter 16, verses 13 and 14, uh, Jesus said that when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So even the Holy Spirit who God has given to us is a safeguard of the integrity of the Word of God because the Spirit himself will guide us into all truth. God will not guide us towards a lie because God does not lie. He speaks only that which is true, and he is the one who's our teacher, and his Word is the the guide by which we learn. Well, the psalmist finishes out verses 103 and 104 here in this section, Mem. Uh, by giving us uh, a beautiful word picture because he says, How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. How sweet are your words to my taste. See, you have to understand at this point when the psalmist is penning these words that the psalmist would have only had a small portion of the word of God. Uh, at, at this point that would have been written down for him to, to take and to make part of who he is, to, to love the law of the Lord, to love his word. Now consider the fact that we have the entire canon, we have the entire word of God, the complete Bible uh, in our own language that we can read. So if, if the psalmist says that, how sweet of your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth, if he had that small portion of the Word of God. Think about what we have. We have the entire uh, apiary because we have every beehive there is. We have every honeycomb there is. And so, therefore, we have uh, sweetness upon sweetness. Um, so we can say, how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth, uh, because we have the very counsel, the very Word, the very eternal Word of God. And our time in the Word of God should be the sweetest experience we can have here on earth as we await the day that our faith is made sight. The psalmist had that focus and understood 
uh, even in part as he had uh, a portion of the Word of God, uh, we have uh, the, the complete Scripture. A Scripture, as we read in Psalm 19, verses 7 and following, that is, uh, you know, the law of the Lord is perfect. It revives the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoice in the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More are to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, and keeping them there is great reward. And so there is great reward for us as we delve deeper into the Word of God. Because as the psalmist says here in Psalm 19, it is sweeter also than the honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. And the psalmist here in Psalm 119 says, How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than the honey to my mouth. See, the Word of God is perfect, it's sure, it's right, it's pure, it's true, it's clean, it's sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. Well, Psalm 119.104 finishes out this section. It says, Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. It reminds me of the, some of the passages here in Psalm 119 because he says, Through your precepts I get understanding. Remember back to verse 18 of Psalm 119. It says, Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Psalm 119.24 says, Your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. Psalm 119.105, which we'll look at next uh, time, is your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And later on in Psalm 119.130, it says, The unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. So it's through the very word of God that is breathed out, that the Spirit Himself imparts to maintain its integrity and its purity in the life of every believer is the very thing that gives us the understanding that we need to live this life. It opens our eyes to things that we never thought or saw before because God's Word is living and active. Um, It it is our counselor because it gives us uh, the, the needed counsel in order to know which direction to go, left or right, or to turn around, or to, as it were, hold my feet back from every evil way in order to keep God's word, to not turn aside from his rules, but instead realize it is God who is our teacher, our counselor. To know that God's word is a lamp to our feet, but also, uh, you know, of showing us where we are, and a light to my path, showing us where we yet need to go. And the unfolding of your words gives light because it imparts understanding to the simple. So the fact is, is apart from the word of God, we will not understand who we are. We will not understand the God who made us. We need his word to speak truth into our lives. I like what James Montgomery Boyce said, and with this I close. It says, the Christian life is not all sweetness. It has its sweet moments, and there is incomparable beauty in God. But we still live in a sour, ugly world, and it is equally important to learn to hate evil as well as to love the good. 
And we know this to be true, that life is difficult, that there is things that we do not like that happen, things that are evil, that are wrong, that are hurtful. Uh, And the fact is, is that we need to, as those who have been redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ, and as we think about 2020 and not knowing what 2021 will bring us, is that we still must hate evil, but we also must love that which is good. We need to spend time in the Word of God so that we may allow it to be the thing that opens our eyes to know how we should proceed, to be able to see where we are and where we need to go. For His Word to be our counselor, to give us the very encouragement we need when we're down, to be able to give us the course of action to take when we don't know which way to go. But see, God's Word is able to do this. And the thing is, we need to understand and we need to see that God's Word is always sweet to our taste. When we come to it with an open heart, seeking to love it, to embrace it, to realize that it is the very thing that we need to spiritually survive, is the very true and eternal Word of God. And so, church family, as we finish out the year 2020, I realize there's still one more day left Uh, December 31st. Uh, We don't know what 2021 will bring, but my prayer for you is that you uh, embrace the sweet word of God. Let's bow for a closing word of prayer. And gracious Father, Lord, we do thank you for your word. We thank you for the fact that you want us to know the truth, that you have given those uh, to us who have come before that can give us perspective on where we are now. Uh, that can help us see what obedience to you looks like, as well as what disobedience looks like as well. And Lord, I pray that we would learn to hate evil as well as to love good, uh, because you are the one who is good, because only God is good. And may we love you with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength. And no matter what this next year may bring, Lord, we ask that you would help us to have our focus fixed upon you each and every day, that we would meditate upon your word, that we would love it, uh, that we would see that it is sweet to our taste. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, church family, may you enjoy the remaining uh, hours of 2020 as you have the opportunity to look to the Lord for strength in 2021. Well, God bless you, and we'll see you next time.